Welcome to this episode of The Bill Breakdown. Today we're going to be talking about House Study Bill 552. There was a subcommittee meeting on this bill yesterday. I spoke on behalf of Iowans for Freedom in favor of the bill. The bill was submitted by Representative Stephen Holt, who is the chair of the Judiciary Committee. And we're going to talk to him today about it as well, just to find out how it came about, what his inspiration was for the bill, and what effects the legislation will have. So there's no real great way to make legislation sound exciting. So I'll just do my best. I'm going to read the portion of the bill to you, the summary, and then we'll get right into the conversation with Representative Holt. This bill prohibits a county or city from providing a guaranteed income program unless expressly authorized by state law. And what they mean by guaranteed income program is a program under which individuals are provided with regular periodic cash payments that are unearned and that may be used for any purpose, but does not include a program under which an individual is required to perform work or attend training. The Attorney General shall enforce the prohibition and the adoption, enforcement, or maintenance of a county or city ordinance, order, or rule that provides a guaranteed income program by sending the county or city a cease and desist order. If the county or city fails to comply, the Attorney General shall bring an action for injunctive relief against the county or city. The bill takes effect upon enactment. And the following is a conversation that I had with Representative Holt about this legislation. Representative Holt, thanks for joining us. I was just doing a bill breakdown on HSB 552. Your comments were really powerful. You're closing. And I just wanted to ask you about the bill, you know, how it came about and why it's so necessary for the state to protect their citizens against some of the things that are being caused. Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it came about because it comes across my cell phone, an article, I think it was in the Des Moines register about these programs uh, that are being done in a, in a couple of our cities. And I immediately, I mean, I literally read it and pick up the phone and called my staff for Amanda and said, I want to be able to stop it. And so it was just uh, that, that simple because it is, like I said in the subcommittee hearing yesterday, it is it's socialism and steroids. There's just no doubt about it. it. It's damaging in so many ways. It's damaging for our work ethic. It's it's just damaging for basic American values. You know, it, it just seems more and more when you hear the the conversations coming from the left and, and the things that they're saying, they, they don't want equal opportunity anymore. They want uh, equal outcomes. And there's such a huge difference. I mean, We've always been a nation where you have the we've all had the equal opportunity to thrive and become all that we can be based upon our willingness to to work hard and and our God given talents. And now the conversation seems to be about equal outcomes. You know, everybody has a right to this or a right to that, regardless of whether they work for it or not. That's the that's the message of the left. It's very dangerous. Once something becomes a right then the reality is government is expected to pay for it, which means taxpayers are expected to pay for it. So I don't personally believe that, uh, that you know, and I'm, again, let me emphasize, I'm not talking about uh, people that truly are in need and people that aren't capable of working, those sorts of things. That's not what we're talking about. I think we all know we want to help those in need. We want to get uh, give folks a hand up 
not a handout, but a hand up. And we want to help people that are truly in need. But we're talking about programs that are just, you know, assaulting our work ethic and those values about hard work, you know, the opportunity to get ahead and be all that you can be based upon your God-given abilities and your willingness to work, not because the government delivers it to you on a silver platter. Because, again, those programs are a redistribution of wealth. This is taxpayer dollars going to give somebody $500 a month and no, no requirements for work, no requirements to be looking for work, nothing whatsoever. So in so many ways, that's not a, not a healthy road to go down. It's not. And I, you mentioned one other thing, too, is about how many thousands of jobs we have open in Iowa and how employers yeah. are looking for people to work. Yeah. Everywhere I go, I mean, literally every employer that I talk to, the message is always the same. They'll have to hire. It's amazing how things have changed in our country, but they'll have to hire three or four people in hopes that one of them will show up for the job. I'm, I'm not kidding. The number of employers that have said that to me, they'll hire three, four or five people hoping that one of them will show up beyond day one or day two. I mean, this is, this is where we're at today. It's, it's absolutely unbelievable that this is happening to us. I think it got much worse during COVID when government was just handing out money to everybody like it was candy. And there was a long period of time where I have heard personal stories about this from family members and others where young people just, they weren't working. They didn't want to work because, hey, they had been handed this money so they could sit home and play video games. And so it's it's incredibly damaging. Anybody that understands human nature knows how ridiculous this is. And we've got thousands of jobs unfilled in Iowa. Many businesses can't expand uh, because of the, the labor shortage. And I think a bit of it is due to what we're talking about right now. And so there are cities and counties that are doing this, that are putting these programs together? Yeah, and there's an organization uh, that I can't think of the name of the organization right now. I apologize for that. There's an organization behind this, and it's not clear yet whether it's uh, tax dollars being used by cities and counties that are coming from Iowa taxpayers or if it's federal dollars. I know one county, I think, said it was ARPA dollars or something, which would be federal money, I think, connected to COVID. But it doesn't matter. I mean, it really doesn't matter whether it's coming from federal tax dollars or state or county or city money. The fact of the matter is, it's taxpayers, you know, it's taxpayer dollars irregardless. And, and it's keeping people from working. Yep. Yep. That's I think amazing. so. Yep. So this bill will effectively prohibit that. Yeah, we're preempting them. Basically, we're saying from the state, you you will not do these programs, period. And and just like we would preempt, for instance, on Second Amendment, we say that the counties and cities cannot adopt any ordinances that are that are stricter or that go after Second Amendment rights that it has to be done on the state level. So that's really what we're doing here. We're saying there will be none. You, you cannot do these programs. And folks need to remember when they scream out, you know, home rule and local control, folks need to remember that this is just the way it is, where counties or cities like it or not. The fact of the matter is that all of their authority comes from the state government. And so, you know, government can, in this in this particular case, state government can make that determination in a case like this. And that's one of the reasons I said to the Iowa Association of Counties, you know, you need to rethink your position. I understand that they're opposed not on the merit of the issue, but they're opposed because they're concerned about home rule and they're concerned about local control. I understand that. But as I said to them, you know, local control does not mean that state government is going to sit by and watch taxpayers be abused in that way. There's no way. So I hope it, it passes in the House and I hope it goes to the Senate and passes. I hope the governor signs it into law. 
Representative Holt, thanks for joining us and for providing some valuable insight into this legislation. Absolutely. Thank you, Oliver. If you enjoyed this episode of the Bill Breakdown on the Oliver Bardwell podcast, please like, subscribe, and share. We are dedicated to bringing you information about legislation that may affect your rights and liberties. So stay tuned.